Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality, my dear friends. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm thrilled you're here today. As you can imagine, I hear from people every day who are struggling with tremendous grief. I answer their emails with love. My heart goes out to them, but I am not a medium or a therapist, so there isn't much I really can do for them. I want you to be aware that experts have found that natural grief will mostly resolve within about a year. You've just got to go through it, and it's rough. It can be really rough. But after about a year to a year and a half, you should be finding that your worst day is kind of as bad as your best day was in the month or so after the death. And it continues to get better from there. So from for you to heal from grief is not being disloyal to the loved one who is very briefly out of your sight. But healing doesn't mean that we love our peop- our loved ones, our spouse or child or whoever it is, any less and for certain, it's we're, we're going to see them again. But it's very important that we allow ourselves to recover from grief. However, not all grief will mostly resolve in that first year or year and a half. Generally, when people email me about intractable grief, I mean three, four, five years or more, they tell me usually in that email what the problem is. And nearly always it's unresolved guilt or unresolved anger. It would be lovely if we could just talk with our loved one right now and just finally resolve whatever it is that's been troubling us or holding us back from recovering. Now, as you know, our extraordinary friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, has pioneered a method for us to do exactly that. It's called Self-Guided Afterlife Connections. It has an amazingly high rate of success given the extent to which it requires considerable work on your part. You can go to afterlifeconnectionsoneword.org forward slash Craig dot HTM. I'll put it in the, in the um, records of the, state of the show as well. You can go there to learn more. But for many people, Craig's method for reconnecting with our loved ones in spirit just takes too much effort. And for them, there is another wonderful solution. Our guest today, who is here for the fourth time, is Rochelle Wright. Rochelle is a licensed mental health therapist and EMDR therapist, and she's been a grief and trauma therapist for 30 years. Working with Craig, she's developed what she calls the Repair and Reattachment Grief Therapy Method. And in 2015, she and Craig wrote a terrific book called Repair and Reattachment Grief Therapy. Rochelle, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Well, thank you very much, Roberta, and I'm really glad to be here today. <laughs> we always have fun, she and I. Um, we, we know each other personally, which I, I always really enjoy talking to people who are also my friends. Now, because some people may not have heard your earlier programs uh, with Secret Reality, could you tell us just a little about your background and what got you interested in helping people who are deep in grief? Okay, so just a little bit about me and my background or how how this came to be. Well, I can do that as briefly as I can. Um, I've been a licensed mental health therapist for 30 years. I'm also a chemical dependency professional. I've had that that long. And I'm a certified um, national, um, national certified counselor um, plus 
I've been doing EMDR for, I've been certified in it, not just taken, you know, one or two levels of it. I've been certified for 15 years. So um, that's my background, and I've worked in, with trauma. And um, how this came to be, it came, um, kind of came through the back door in my therapy because um, I kept, I started having dreams years ago I don't know how long ago, because in 2010, I started doing this, so it was prior to that. But I started having dreams of deceased people that I knew. They were all positive. They would come in and make a cameo appearance, and then they'd leave. It was like every night. It went on and on and on. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So So, so you knew you had to help those people. Did they say anything to you? um, No. I mean, they were like, um, they didn't. They were just they'd just be in the dream like one would be um i remember um my mother-in-law she passed and her husband and they were sitting in a pew in a lutheran church laughing and giggling and having so much fun they appeared in the dream you know i had an aunt that i haven't remembered for like a million years and she just made this cameo appearance so it was different people kept coming so what I did was I went into my office and I told my secretary, I said, this has got to stop because it's ruining my day job. <laughs> it is. It's ruining my day job. And she, so then all of a sudden, bingo, it stopped, just stopped. And uh, later, you know, I told Craig Hogan about it and he said, well, isn't it interesting, Rochelle, how they listen? <laughs> but what they yes. did was come through the back door in my therapy and, um, there it was. I mean, they came in a more, you know, palatable way that I could actually use. So it was very, that's how it started. So you, you knew Craig before? Um, no, not, well, not really. He had, I think he knew what I was doing. He sent, sent out an email and said something like, if you're getting unusual things or whatever, let oh me know. Oh, my. <laughs> And so I did. I started letting him know every time. Yeah. So it was the first, um, well, I think there's 20, uh, 26 people are in my book, and they're from 2011, and they're the first 26 I, I did this protocol wow. with. Wow, wow. And everyone connected, every one of them, and they're just, like, so excited, and they wanted to be in the book, and so... I uh, provided all the content, and Craig was the writer. He wrote the book, but I provided him with the content. Yeah, yeah. Well, as Craig is a very good friend of Seek Reality. We've had him on like 20-some-odd times, and we'll have him on again, actually, early in September. Um, he, it's, he has made it his mission to do whatever he humanly can to help people come to understand that our lives truly are eternal. And I consider him to be the leading expert in this field. So you were working with the star. Um, but now people want to know, what, does e, what is EMDR? What does that mean? Well, I think I need to clear that up because I think out there it's floating around. That's what I do and maybe that someone else in this field does. Um, you know, I've done that for 15 years, but this is a spinoff. I use an audio bilateral stimulation along with eye movements and other, you know, other things that I do. So um, as far as, you know, being called EMTR, that really is incorrect because, um, you know, it just is. So I, I, it's, I call it bilateral stimulation. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And, so, and so 
you use this stimulation both um, through people's eyes and through their ears, I guess. Is Correct. that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And trauma is caught in the right side of the brain, and it will just go around in the right side of the brain, and you can. And it's very hard to resolve it. Oh so my by, goodness! Yeah. So by working like this, you are starting to equalize it out. You know, because um, yeah, that right side of the brain is the, is also the very creative. Uh, the spiritual part, the all-knowing part, but then this left brain is logical, more logical, and so um, not that we want to live in the left brain, but it, right. when you have trauma, that this work, doing the audio with it going back, right, left brain, and then later in the session, because my sessions are one day only about five and a half, six hours long. And so in the afternoon is when I got eye movements. So now we've got both going, and what it does, uh, it speeds up the brain. Um, so it's easier to connect because we're pretty dense down here, and they're much lighter there. <laughs> yes, so, of course. <laughs> of course, I'll probably be dense even there, but that's another story. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so they, their energy, in order to meet, they, we have to connect it's interesting because when people are connecting and i'm working with them um you know they start like looking their their chin goes up their head goes up because you can see they're trying to meet that energy really how fascinating really? i've talked to some of these people who have who, who have told me that their grief was 10 plus plus when they started yes. and they went through your program and some of the things they t- I think in order for people to understand how this could possibly work, you need to understand there's only one mind. And in fact, reality is nothing like what we think it is. There is no matter. And all of reality is in everything you think is happening anywhere in the universe is actually happening in your mind. When you get that, you 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 at least understand how this is possible. But I mean, one woman told me that she she met her, I think it was her daughter, on a, on a path walking down toward the sea. And she said it was as real as if it was the real ocean. And I could smell it. And, I, you know, you could, the grass was blowing. There was the sand. And we walked in the sand. And she hugged me. And she told me she was all right. Yeah. And that blew my mind. How is that possible? It, she's sitting there just, just hypnotized, I guess, in some way. And, and she told me that after that, what had been unbearable grief was down to maybe a two. She knew her, her daughter was fine. She would see her again. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I, I also want to insert this here. This is the exact opposite of being hypnotized. Hypnotized, oh, you really? slow the brain. Yes, oh, you slow my. the brain down. You slow the brain down. This speeds the brain up. Oh my it word! Speeds the brain up to meet them. Yeah. Oh, so, so it, it raises the vibration in a that's sense. That's correct. Oh mm-hmm. my word! No wonder you can meet someone that way. Isn't that astonishing? It's pretty exciting, <laughs> and I never know what's going to happen. That's the exciting part. You know, I'm I'm not a medium, which I'm not telling them anything. I'm seeing what I'm doing is I am I am hearing what they're connect or they're getting from the other side, and then I'm writing it down so that at the end of the session I can give them a copy of what came through. But um, I'm I'm as surprised as they are. I never know what's going to happen, but I do know. A couple of things. One is it's going to be positive. 
and the other is it's going to greatly reduce their grief or if anger comes up or guilt, then I do have to address that and clear the brain from that before we can go on to the connection. Okay, so um, you, you say you write it down and you're aware of it. How, how are you aware of it? Do they tell you what's happening and you just write yes, down what they, they say? Yes, okay. they're, going, okay. they're going in and out with the eye movements and I'm stopping now. Um, what are you getting now? And then they'll tell me what they're getting and I'll, I'll you know repeat it and they'll go back in or I'll do an eye movement, they'll go back in, and and then I write it down. So sometimes, um, on the, I'm what I'm targeting is the most traumatic memory they have. That's what we start with, and that's what I have to find out, and that can take a long time. So uh, when I, you know, when I target the most traumatic memory. Uh, Sometimes on the first set of eye movements, that's the second part of the day, the person will come up, just bingo. You know, like their deceased mother will come up and they'll see them you know, oh, with a pearl wow. necklace on. Now, that doesn't happen all the time. And also I tell people, don't have expectations because that's really all they are. You know, the other side is in charge. We are not. And right. we're used to being in control and saying, I want, to fly, I want to get this, I want to get that. Well, you're going to get exactly what you need. That's the way it is. It's so, yeah. That's what's interesting. And I mean, to me, to me, it is really like seeing a motion picture every time I do these five and a half or six <laughs> hour sessions because I can, I can kind of see what's happening. And yeah. I mean, all of them would be... Um, with an Academy Award, they're so they're so heartfelt. First, there's heartbreak and sadness, but then it all comes out good. This is really, really amazing. I, I still am boggled by what you do, but the proof is in the pudding. I mean, the people I've talked with who's been through been through it are are overjoyed that the fact that they've been able to come together and heal. It's amazing. Yes. I mean, it really is amazing to me that well, this works. I'm always amazed. <laughs> I'm as amazed as anybody else. <laughs> to tell you the truth, honestly, I am. I'm. I'm thinking. You know, I said to Craig one time. I remember. I walked the back door and I go, "Oh my gosh, what does this mean? I mean, why is it? Why is it me? You know? And because um, what responsibility does this mean? That's what I really thought. Right, and then I, right. I talked to Craig, and he goes, well, why not you, Rochelle? <laughs> I'm like, That's true. That's true. I mean, it is surprising. I feel that way, too, often, um, that, you know, why have you been chosen to receive this amazing gift? And you're... But but the point is, as you said, why, why not you? Um, generally, people who are not in bodies, who are doing all of this work all over the world now to raise the consciousness vibration of the planet will say that the people they work with basically are a coalition of the willing. You've made yourself available, and as a result, you were given this this task. But you're yes. training therapists too, right? Yes. Yes, I'm training therapists. And on my website, there's probably maybe almost 100 that I've tra- trained. They're all over the United States. And... Um, I'm in uh, Mexico, and uh, I think Colombia is one, and then quite a few in Canada, a couple in the UK, and I just one just came over from Australia, and I trained her. Now I train, you know, I've, uh, this year I'm going to be training now again in October. 
I believe it's October 18th and 19th. No, it's 19th and 20th. That's well, a 2019. Just, when is it, Christine? <laughs> when is it? I, I want to make sure. It's, I, it's a Friday and Saturday anyway. So if it's 18th and 19th, Friday that, and Saturday. Of that's 2019, yes, yes. Yeah, and um, I train at the Inn at Gig Harbor, which is here in Gig Harbor, Washington. And uh, people can stay at the Inn, and they can fly into uh, SeaTac, take an airport or right to the front door of the Inn, and uh, it's so easy, but that's for, it is for licensed psychologists, um, social workers, marriage and family therapists, mental health therapists, and I've trained some psychiatrists. So, so the, they, these trained people then, um, do you give them some kind of a certification or a... a yeah. Well, they get, yeah, they get a certificate and they get 12 continuing education credits. Oh, that's great. I didn't even realize you, you, this is really down to a system, which is good because it'll make more people want to do it. That's great. Yes. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I also am thinking too that, you know, if there are people that are listening, if they know therapists, they can let them know that uh, there will be a training in October because, uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of therapists, most of them don't know that this, that I'm doing this. We're trying to get the word out, but it's, it's, um, you know, a lot of them don't know. Yeah. No, but I think more people need to know about this, both because there are many people who need the, the help, but also because the more people who get trained in it, the higher its visibility. I, I mean, it's re, it's really amazing. And the, the, because it works so well, I think it helps to establish for everybody the fact that our lives and our minds really are eternal. Um, there is no death. And that's a, something that all of us are trying to establish as rapidly as we possibly we can um you know the fate of the world is at stake at this point okay it so let, let let's talk about let's talk about the, the the people you've trained just briefly um do they then hang out their shingle and what kind of success do they have well um i don't know that all of them go back home and do it because uh <laughs> if they put you know if they put it in like a toolbox which we call it and put yes. it away and just try to pull it out. It's not that easy. And they need to go home and start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, it just it just depends. Some of them, I have someone in Bellingham, Washington. She's doing it all the time, a social worker, and she's excellent at it. Uh, there are other people uh, all over the United States, too. It just, uh, just depends if they decide to do it or not when they go home. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Yes, so that's uh, what they need to do is call the person in their state and ask how long they've been doing it or if they've been doing it. But now, do they? Do, if someone is in grief and uh, wants wants to have your help, do they have to go to Washington to do it, or can you do it online somehow? You can't do it online. Uh, no, it has to. Mm-hmm, you it, have to. You have to go to a therapist. Um, and then be in their office. Yes, it's a very sacred experience, and and it needs to be done one to one. And somebody that's you know that has the skills, the heart, and the disposition to do this work, and who also has the patience of Job because you sit there a long time. 
Yes. Yeah, but it sounds very entertaining, though. I mean, I almost wanted to say, I almost wanted to say, well, if you're at the movie and you've got the popcorn, why are, you know, it should be free. I mean, this is more fun, it seems to me, for you even, than it sometimes might be for them. Well, yes, and the first part, what happens is that then when, when the audio's going, from the minute they sit down, I put the audio headset on, and that's doing bilateral stimulation, going right, left brain, and there'll be different sounds, you know, like uh, rain, there'll be some music, there'll be um, fog, there'll be all sorts of different things. It'll change. The sounds will change. Um, but all the time, they're going right, left brain. And what happens then, that brings up memories that they have not thought of. It brings up memories that are buried uh, as far as uh, the person that they're doing, and so that's that's a very interesting part. So, but now bilateral stimulation—they've got headphones on—and my my understanding of that is that the sound is in first one year and then in the other, yes, continuously. How? What? Do you know what the rotation rate is between between ears? I don't. But it's rapid. Is it it's fairly it's, rapid? Yes, it seems to me like it goes continuously. Yeah. Uh, yes, it seems like it. Yeah, it goes continuously, and it's um, it 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 is uh, you know set up for for this particular. But the the good the, the amazing part is that <clears throat> with listening to that, when they talk to me and and give me memories and so forth, and it can be their memories can be like an hour to two hours long, and all the time it's it's uh, desensitizing it. As it as they listen in different memories, it's desensitizing it. So then, when I go back and ask them, you know, read the memory, say what number is it now? Sometimes ones that you think are the highest, they give a low number to because it's already desensitized it a lot. Oh wow! So they're yeah. So the first time around, they're listening, and uh, when they're saying the memory, it's desensitizing it. The second time around, when I read it. It's desensitizing it. And then in the afternoon, they still got the headset on, and now I'm adding eye movements, and I'm working on the most traumatic memory. Well, you know, so it's all, it, it just works all together, the protocol, um, Roberta. It's astonishing. And what is the, uh, you have a high success rate uh, with, with people. What First, how do you define success, and then what's the percentage? Well, I define, well, most people define success as connecting with the other side. Yes. And getting, uh, you know, feeling that they're there either in a thought. Now, I know I worked with Gary Hyam and he said, um, you know, this, this is like a thought transmitted as energy. He said, you know, I have lots of thoughts. I'm always thinking, but this is really different. It's thought uh, transmitted with inner energy form and then some people will see them hug them talk to them kiss them Uh, all of that sort of thing but mind-blowing but the thing is uh if you have expectations that's not the best thing because you know you might think i want to be hugged i want to talk to them yes yes and uh, trying you know this sort of thing happens out of the blue it doesn't yeah. happen because we try and make it happen. So, um, no, so the success rate, 
I would say when I do it is 98%. Isn't that amazing? uh, Think about that. 98%. Yeah, it could be more. Well, all of the ones that I've done, uh, I I just did a couple. uh, A lady lost her husband, and then I had another one from Eastern Washington came over, and she had lost her husband. She was young, uh, much younger, and he was there in their 20s, and they both connected with him. Wow. Mhm. And even though um, it, it doesn't depend—I mean, it doesn't depend on what kind of a passing it was. I mean, if it was a drug or alcohol overdose or anything, um, that doesn't uh, keep it from coming through or anything. You know, the other thing that's been discovered because this is cutting, this is new. It's kind of cutting edge, and right. it just started in 2011. Oh, it certainly is. Yes. Uh, so I'm finding out things as I go along. I'm sure you yeah. are. And so I I can, if the person on this side is not in heavy grief and I have to screen them well, but I can do it after the person is gone for eight weeks, 12 weeks, three months, um, six months. I don't, do not have to wait a year, but it depends on the person on this side because they like to come to them when they're not in, not crying and sobbing and all upset, you know? So uh, I screen them, and uh, yes, that works. I think the last, uh, well, the last, um, last person I did, her husband had just passed three months ago. And, that, she, connected. and she did. What happened? Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that one? Uh I'm just trying to, trying to think what happened with her. Um, she she just connected and he started talking to her. I I remember that. Um, the other one, one of the other latest ones I did, her husband had um, passed uh, with a drug. Oh, he no, he had suicided with a drug overdose. Oh my! On purpose, on purpose, and so. Oh. They connected, and oh, he. They explained to them why and um, what led up to it, and they apologized yeah. and all of that sort of thing. And oh, yeah. Um, but then the person uh, that I'm working with can ask him questions. I say, yeah. Do you have any questions you want to ask? And you know, and if um, I say, I ask. Um, you can ask him if the other side, the other person, has anything they want to say to you, and. So they can do that too. That's at the very end. I do that. Wow, wow, that's amazing. And and you only this is a one-time thing. You just you spend yes. that day with that person, yes. and then they get back on the plane and they're they go home happy, or a lot yes. happier. Yes, it's very, it's very different for them. Isn't very, that amazing? And the thing is, it does keep processing. It'll process that. The next few days, the next week, um, you know, up to a month, um, if they're open, uh, you know, things will come to them and they will recognize it. And yes, so it, it keeps processing. So they would get signs or something from the loved one that they, they had contacted. Well, yes, or they'll get a thought or they'll get a feeling. I, I mean, different things will come through or they'll go, oh, that's why that happened. Things like that. Oh, how fascinating. It is very important whenever people want to connect with what we think of as the afterlife, it's always important, as you said, to remember, we are not in charge. They're in charge. We and so are they'll, not. 
Yes, they know what we need, and they know how to help us have what we need to in order to to move on. But pretty clearly, um, it's not up to us. We can't orchestrate any kind of a meeting, and uh, it's just amazing that this works so well. But well, mm-hmm. so yeah. so. I, I, the, the people that are that are other their counselors in other areas, if someone is interested, they go to your website, and if they can't, right. you know, go to Washington, it would be much better. R- Rochelle is the star at this. If you're interested, you may as well go to the star. But if you want someone local, that what they should do is find the name, and then what would they ask them to make sure that they're really able to do this well? Well, they can. They can. First of all, I would ask them. You know, are you doing this work? I see you've been trained and are on the website, but are you doing it? And how, how many have you done? You know, yes. and then just talk to them because they should be able to to tell. I would think. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's that's what I would do. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people that um, on my website that are doing it, but I don't know who they are because I don't really. They write to me, and sometimes they'll they'll um, want a session critiqued, or or they will, you know, ask me some questions maybe before they do the session. Um, but as far as me knowing really who is doing it, I don't know. But and who's really of, good? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. But most of them are are um, older, uh, seasoned therapists, and that really helps. And especially, you know, if they're spiritual, um, that helps a lot. And most of them are to come for the training. So, so, um, yeah, I mean, if they've come for the training, at least they know something about it. So um, what what you would then suggest is people come and see you instead, if they possibly can. Um, (laughs) But, but, um, all right, so, so if the, if, how well, well? How will they even know who these people are, other than finding them on your website? the The term for what you do is repair and reattachment grief therapy, right? Right. So right. you would look for someone who says that's what they're doing. What does that mean anyway? Repair what? Reattachment what? What mm-hmm. does that mean? Why, why? Why did you call it that? I should. That's how I should well, put it. That's interesting. First, I'll answer like the first question. If they look up the person, it will show on my website under trained therapists. It'll show their uh, credentials. It'll show if they've been trained in trauma therapy and EMDR, whatever. And it'll give their email. It'll give their phone number. So it'll have that on it. It'll they'll see their training. You know, they'll they'll see their credentials on the website because <clears throat> they have them listed. And then. Um, why did I name it Repair and Reattachment? Um, well, that's another interesting question. <laughs> First of all, when we started out, the book was written, Guided Afterlife Connections. Yes, well, I remember that. Um, I had, after, I don't know, in 2000, I'm not, 2015, we revised it and changed it because um, I had a dream and uh, my mentor, who is a psychologist uh, and a nurse and retired now, living most of the time in Mexico, she came to me in a dream. And uh, She's alive she, and she came to you in a dream? Yes. She oh, came to me in a dream. And I never I'm had told that her is. that I was doing it because, you know, she's really into um, EMDR. In fact, she was 
international president of it at one time. So, what do those uh, words mean? Because people are hearing them. What, is, what does EMDR stand for? Eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing, which probably okay, doesn't help a lot. <laughs> no, no, but people wonder what it is. So, all right, so okay. she came to you in a dream. Yeah, she came to me in a dream, and I saw her coming kind of like over a hill, and I thought, oh, no, no, I wonder if she knows what I'm doing, <laughs> because <laughs> therapists don't do this kind of work, and I'm out of the box, right? Oh, that's and so I'm, ba- I'm kind of backing up, and I'm going, oh, no, I wonder if she knows, and so she got right in front of me, and I said, do you know what I'm doing? She said, yes, and it's called Repair and Attachment Grief Therapy, and I said, no. Repair and reattachment grief therapy, and then she left. Oh, isn't that so funny? That so that is, happened in a dream, and that's where that. Oh, isn't that funny? Yes. But, and and um, did, did she know that she came, or was she dreaming too, and she didn't remember it when you um, talked to her later? She just listened. She didn't know what she was. You know, just listened and was surprised. I met her at a oh, at funny. a jazz concert and told her. I was like, uh, oh, you know, my word. I was. I'm kind of reluctant to, you know, I don't. I wouldn't call in and say this is what happened. But then I told Craig, oh, and I said everything has to be changed because it's much more palatable to the general public, yes. and and to therapists. You know, I can see why I it. I could see why it works. Repair, you're repairing the relationship, you're repairing the wounds that grief causes. And reattachment, you're developing a healthy new attachment between the person and the and the and someone who has gone um uh, yes. just gone on ahead. That's beautiful actually. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. Yeah, that's what it is. And um uh, you know, uh, it's um <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> What's funny is here you are, this serious therapist who, yeah. you know, and, and, and you're, you're doing this stuff, which uh, many people in your field would consider to be completely woo-woo and off the reservation, and you're still a little uncomfortable about it. The only problem is it really, really works. Oh, so it you, really works, and I've never, no one has ever said anything to me like, you know, I don't like what you do. I mean, they're kind of interested, a lot of people are, and a lot of a lot of therapists have, have experienced something in their office, and they don't know what to do with it, so oh, now yeah. there is a way they can, do, they can do with it, so when they see the training, they're like, oh, I want to go to it. Oh, isn't yeah. that, this is really fun. That you're embarrassed about the fact that you've developed something that works so extraordinarily well because in your field this is a little bit off uh, off the base, but but that this is what's happening. The 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 consciousness vibration of the entire world of everyone on it is rising, and as that happens, things that would not have been possible ten or fifteen or twenty years ago are possible now, and this is one of those things. Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. <laughs> And, it, you know, it makes me think about other things as we're talking because in the very, very beginning, um, when it started happening too, I started having dreams. And I was actually talking to uh, Craig Hogan at that time. And uh, I had this dream about this uh, Dr. Nordine came in my a dream and he had like a, a tweed um you know, sport coat on and slacks, and he looked like a professor. But his name, he said, my name is Dr. Nordine, and I have come to help you. 
Oh my! And, and, and I've come to counsel you, and and this um, this is the first time. But there'll be more. And then he said something really funny. It's, this is in my dream. He goes, and I've already given you the first shot. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> That's what he said. And so oh. I told Craig, and he goes. I'm going to look up on the computer, Dr. Nardine, he's got to be, you know, deceased or something. I don't know what it was, but it was so interesting. But He loves this happened. stuff. Oh, yeah, that's why he's enjoyed working with you, because he really loves this stuff so much. He eats it up. He does. <laughs> and that happened, like, um, at the end of 2010 or 11, when all this started happening. It happened really, really fast. When I think about it now, it was like a flash. Isn't that amazing? I just, <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> you, you were chosen to do this work, and it, more and more counselors are going to be doing this work. As people come to understand, you don't have to live with that pain. And the pain is agonizing. Being in my position, I I get emails every day from people who are in distraught with grief. One of the things that they – some people are, are distraught with grief about pets – a lot of people are actually – I mean, there's there's a, a blog post on my website, and it has hundreds of comments from people who, you know, just wanted to know uh, – they, they wanted my reassurance, basically, that their, their pet was fine. But does anyone ever come to you about a pet? Probably not. Um, their pets come up. Their deceased pets come up in the connection sometimes. Really? They're deceased cat. Well, one lady was running on the beach, and seven of her deceased dogs were there, and the the dog that passed that had three legs now had four legs. Oh, isn't that a great story? Of course it would. Oh, wow. And another therapist who's a social worker, uh, she's not too far from here, and she helps sometimes with the trainings. She worked with a lady who had this, uh, this parakeet, this bird she lost and she was so upset about it and and a social worker a friend of mine she did this with her and she said the bird came up oh my word but see i don't do no one has come directly for a pet sit with me but but the dog had four legs again everyone please understand if you have loved any animal that animal will be waiting for you young alive and healthy and you don't have to feed them and you don't have to walk them and they'll be waiting for you it's just amazing how perfectly that works. And if they had only three legs, now they'll have four. If they looked old and tired and sad like my horse did, then they look beautiful when you see them again. I, I He came to me in a communication dream. Oh, my goodness, he's gorgeous now. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> the fun of this really is that the news is so good, it's almost impossible to believe it, except it's true. I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Well, no, not really. <laughs> I'm just listening. I'm listening. To, I'm listening to you. Um, yeah, it it is. It's it's pretty exciting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, so you don't get much grief, pardon the expression, from um, people who who are maybe stuffier counselors. Do, do you get that? You don't do I get, get that? what now? Grief from people who are grief counselors and think what you're doing is beyond the pale. No, I don't get any. They don't say nobody says anything, and uh, 
if you were doing this 20 years ago, they would give you grief, though. It's amazing Mm -hmm. how the skeptics and the doubters have stepped back just in the last 10, 15 years. It's no accident you started doing this about 10 years ago, because that's when I think the barriers really broke down. And that was the same year that The Fun of Dying came out. You know, I was also Mm -hmm. inspired at the same time to begin to do this teaching. Mm -hmm. It's all being orchestrated way above our pay grade. But that's right. a good thing. That's really a good thing. Because right. I would screw it up big time. Right. So, so, right. so what I, did... I also tell them, I, I also was, you know, uh, just a, uh, a sister-in-law that I haven't seen for 50 years came uh, last week and she started asking me about it. And um, I knew it, wouldn't, it wasn't a good way to go. <laughs> uh, so I just said, you know, I don't debate it. It's such a spiritual event that it's sacred. It's such a sacred event that I don't, I don't really, I don't really want to talk about it now. And I will not debate it with anybody because this is not yeah. where it's at. If this is what's happening, and you know, you could see for yourself. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, um, the, the the point is that if people have this need. You can meet the need. And that was something that would not have been true even very, very recently. So it's it's quite a, this is quite beautiful. And I'm, I'm so happy about what you're doing. I think we'll have to talk every year just so I can hear what's new in your practice because I do believe it's going to go on from here. This is just the beginning for you. Right. And it, it does change. Like I said, the different things happen. Like probably last time I talked to you that we were still waiting longer yes. periods of time to do it. Well, no, I've done it in, you know, with eight, eight weeks and uh, where the person's passed. And um, and it still works after eight weeks after the uh, death? Yes, yes. And then I did have uh, a person who had lost her son in a motorcycle accident. And she just, uh, I said, well, you know, I have to wait. She just lost him you know, within 10 days or two weeks. And I said, I have to wait. This is quite a while ago. And she said, no, will you just see me? I mean, just can I just come in for a session? And I said, well, you know, I normally don't do that anymore, but you can come and talk talk to me. Well, in the session, um, I did some of this work, and he came up, and he was, really? like, in a heal- he was like in a healing room. And she tried to talk to him, and he said, you need to do your work first, he told her. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Very often, if people have died in a traumatic way, they will go through a healing process there. And isn't that wonderful if she got to see that was being done for her son? So uh, I'm sure it was enormously helpful. But she was also told that she had her work to do. Yes! <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's true of all of us, isn't it? That's the reason that we're here. I love that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. really good. Oh, this and, is beautiful. Yeah, I think this comes, like in the book, I call it a wonderful source. Uh, and that's what I think it comes from. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza calls it uh, a higher intelligence Um you know, just different people call it with different names, spirit, God. You know, it just depends on the person and, and where they are and where they can connect. So, you know, um, you don't even really have to have a belief system. You still it still connects. But normally when that happens, um, I have one that's a video of when she said, I was an atheist, but now I have a new belief system. Totally. 
Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. there's nothing like having it happen to you personally to really shake you up and, and, and reorient all your thinking, which is another right. beautiful reason to do this kind of thing, um, to explore. Our wonderful friend Sandra Champlain, that was how she convinced herself about life after death. She learned to be a medium herself. She learned to do all of this stuff herself. And she's, uh, to me, that's unique. I could never have done all of that, but she did. Now, um, what do you want people, we're, we're sort of coming to the end of our time here. What do you want people most to know about what it is that you do? Hmm. Well, most of what, what do I want them to know the most of what I do, uh, that it is possible to connect with their the person who's passed, their loved one, whoever they like to connect with. Um, they can, they will, their sadness or their grief will be greatly reduced. And um, like one therapist put it, what... Uh, when someone I was working with, it was a therapist from the UK, and she targeted a, de- a deceased therapist who died at 61 of a heart attack. And he said, <clears throat> you know, what happens if you don't address things like this? Um, and in this particular way, what happens is that, um, you know, people will help you f- uh, so long they'll talk to you but then they start moving away from you yes and you know you go into depression and you can even lose your job and you lose yes. friends and now you're really alone so he said something worse sets in that's 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 way worse than what originally happened yes that's what he said and he said that from the other side he said yeah. so much and he was a therapist wait what is your website it's uh rochellewright.com it's com. okay that's great I'm glad you were able to get your own own name it's been so good to have you with us Rochelle I'm delighted and we will do this again um, so consider yourself hugged my dear thank you I very wish we much. could talk longer and it's so good I could talk to the people in your audience that was <laughs> wonderful so I wish them all the best <laughs> Well, it, this this is we always have fun on Seek Reality. This is this is really playtime for all of us, including me. But it, we're coming to the close now. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm really glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be another wonderful friend of Seek Reality who shares Rochelle's last name, but they're not related. At least I don't think they are. Peter Wright is a therapist. He uses hypnosis to access our access our higher selves, and he uses it also to do some literally amazing things. He can regress us to prior lives that are important to this one and heal things. He can connect us to our spirit guides. He can do all kinds of things, and he is a sweet and gentle and beautiful man. And when I say us, I'm talking about me too. I have had two sessions with him, and they were extraordinary, both of them very, very enlightening and helpful. I've recommended him to others, and I've heard from people who rave about how much he has helped them. So uh, this will be his sixth visit to Seek Reality in six years. He's sort of an annual. I think Rochelle's going to be one too. We'll be talking with him about some of the kinds of problems he's been able to help with his hypnotic techniques. So please join us. 
And this week, our guest has been Greek therapist and counselor, Dr. Rochelle Wright. Rochelle specializes in a process called repair and reattachment grief therapy that she's pioneered with help from our wonderful, wonderful Seek Reality friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. This has been our fourth visit with Rochelle, and I just want you to know her form of therapy is unique. I, I can't stress stress that enough. I don't know anyone else who does it, and yet it works so extraordinarily well. That what we what I'm hoping to do is get more therapists to begin to use it, and more people to be aware that this help really is available. Please know that deep grief that lasts beyond its first year is not usual. And if you have a you or if you know anybody you know or love is in that situation, you need to seek help. Don't let yourself or your loved ones stay in mired in disabling grief because there really is help for it. As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and very soon in the fall of 2019, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, of course, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, and very soon The Fun of Growing with Jesus also, I think, in the fall of 2019. I just have to finish writing it. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com, and the adult books are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, you can always reach me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. It can take me a couple of days now, but I do answer emails, so please make sure you give me your right email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on a number of other stations, including those in the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family. You also can get a Seek Reality app for free in the iTunes store, and you can hear us that way. And, of course, if you ever wonder where we are right now, Seek Reality um, is everywhere, actually. It's turning out. But you can always just click on the radio tab at robertagrimes.com. And if you enjoy our weekly conversations, I hope you'll just read my – on Sundays, I post a new blog post every week, and we have a lot of fun with those. So just come and check us out. As you know, what I'm trying to do is help you make the, the, the progress that it's taken me 50 years to make. I'd like you to make it within two or three years, and you can do that. It's possible. What it's going to take, though, is for you to be able to finally and completely understand that your life is eternal. That is possible. You can know that. You can know that the happiest day of your life is going to be the day that you get to hug everybody again. But... Uh, It's going to take you a while, really, to get there, and I want to help you do it. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you in particular are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the entire universe, are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.